Welcome to the podcast of Life Change Church, where we exist to love people to life change. We hope that this podcast is both challenging and encouraging to you. Enjoy the message. Well, one week, guys, one week until our summertime series really rolls into what we've been waiting for, and it's the uh, One Child Matters sponsor service, and really, this is an opportunity for us to, to really put into place of what we've been learning about the last few weeks. So if you haven't been with us, we've been in this series entitled Stories, and what we've learned is this, is we've learned that our stories go beyond ourselves. Our stories go beyond ourselves, and that happens when we allow God to work through us. I think a lot of times God works through us to get us to somewhere, but he's also working through us to allow us to help others to get to that same point. God, if we let God just and really tear down the barriers that we put around ourselves, then our stories can go beyond ourselves. And that's really the, the big idea from this series. And again, it's what I want you to walk away with. It's what I want you to understand is that our stories go beyond ourselves. And this principle, it actually comes from the Bible. And it actually comes from Jesus himself. And we can find this really in our memory verse, which is in uh, Matthew 7, 12. So if you don't have this memorized yet, feel free to get your Bibles out and go with me to Matthew chapter 7, verse 12. If you uh, don't have a Bible, we always challenge you to download the Version Bible. It's an incredible free resource that you can put on your phone, you can put on your tablet. That way you have the Bible with you wherever you go. And we want you to read your Bible every single day. But Matthew chapter 7, verses 12, what's going on here is Jesus, he's talking, and he's actually finishing up a sermon. He's finishing up the, the most famous sermon that he's ever preached, known as the Sermon on the Mount. And he's getting ready to, to wrap things up. He's really concluding this, so he's really even summarizing what's the most important thing. And this is what he says. He says this. He says, so in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you, for this sums up the law and the prophets, right? This is the summary of everything. If we, if we can't put everything or wrap our mind around all the things through the Bible, he's saying this sums it up, right? Do everything to others what you would have them do to you. Meaning this, meaning you're thinking beyond yourself. Meaning you're moving from selfishness to selflessness. Meaning that you're putting others before you. And our stories, our lives are a way to do this. And again, next week we have the opportunity to put this into practice It's our One Child Matters launch, and what we're doing is we're actually pairing with this ministry that really gives hope, and it gives different life, both spiritual life, even the physical life, and and the financial life to to students and to kids all across the world. And we're actually pairing up with the Dominican Republic, and we're going to hear some more, a little bit about it today as well, how we can pair up with it, but it's just going to be a great opportunity for us to go beyond ourselves. And it's also going to be a great opportunity for us to, to even go past our borders because we will be taking a missions trip in uh, 2019 as well to the Dominican Republic and to the center that we're sponsoring there. So I want to challenge you to, to bring people with you next week. Come next week so that we can actually apply this to our lives. It's just an incredible resource. It's an incredible way that we can go beyond ourselves and put this into practice. And again, what we've been doing is we've been hearing some amazing stories from people within this church. And today's going to be no different because today we have the opportunity to hear from our very own Brian and Natasha Neely. So if you would, give a warm, life change welcome to Brian and Natasha Neely. Two mics. Should work. We'll get it rolling. Here we go. 
with some mic difficulties in the first service. So it was, but it, well, we powered through, right? We powered through. And so that's what we can tell from, from your story. You, sometimes you power through certain areas in, in life. So we're going to get to know the Neelys a little bit better today. But again, as a kind of a, a disclaimer for this whole entire series, really, we, this is just the beginning point. Like, this is just a part of their story. So I'll challenge you, if you connect with part of their story, you connect with them while they're up here. I would challenge you to, to spend some more time, like go outside your own box to get to know them better and to hear their story a little more. But what we're going to do is we're going to jump in. We're just going to get to know you a little more. So if you would uh, start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and how you grow, grew up, maybe even uh, before each other. So Brian, we'll let you start it. Okay. Um, my name's Brian. I grew up in Fredonia, which is just a little town that way. Um, and I was born and raised there. Uh, I had a very normal childhood, I guess you'd call it. Two parents, uh, both worked, both worked hard. Um, I never went to church. I didn't have any spiritual background, didn't have any, they never pushed anything like that. Um, they never went to church. Um, we lived right across the street from a church, but we never seen the inside of it. Um, heard the bells going off and woke me up in the morning on Sunday, but... Um, we never we never went inside. Um, my parents both worked full-time jobs, like I said. But they did instill, you know, good morals um, to not lie, cheat, steal, uh, be kind to others, um, kind of do to other people what you want done to you kind of deal. Um, so as far as a childhood growing up, that was about it. Um, went to college for a couple of years um, for my profession and then um, graduated from that, and I've been doing that ever since. Tasha, share a little bit about your upbringing and a little bit of your journey forward. So my upbringing was complete opposite of his. Um, I like to call his the white picket fence type of growing up. And he actually has like a piece of a white picket fence in front of his parents' house, so it's kind of ironic. Um, <laughs> I, um, I lived in Ohio. Um, my parents got divorced when I was two or three, and we moved to um, Tennessee. Um, with my mom, and we stayed with my grandma. Um, my mom at that time, I don't know if it was just had kids too young, what, but she, you know, started drinking a lot, got into drugs, um, all sorts of different kinds of drugs, and it was hard. I had two sisters, an older and a younger, and it was hard on us because you, you didn't know who was coming home. Like, what is she going to be like today? What am I going to do wrong today? Um, is she even going to come home? Um, she would be gone for days, <clears throat> so we would, really, we'd have to call around um, any bar that was close and try to see, is my mom there, and um, when she was home, um, it was hard because my sisters and I kind of raised ourselves, and she didn't really support us in any kind of way as far as emotionally or spiritually. She would let us go to church, but it was more like a babysitter. Um, we would get on the Sunday school bus, and that's kind of where my journey with God started. Um, you would have thought it would have been a negative thing, and it turned into just something awesome because I, I didn't have a walk with God yet, but I did have a like the stories and the morals and all of that. And I was still trying to figure out what's going on in my life and why is, why is it, this so hard. And so um, a couple of details, I guess, with my mom was, um, which I guess 
now that I'm older, we, we talk about it like it's a Will Ferrell movie or something, just silly, because there were times when, like, I stayed the weekend at a friend's and came home to a completely empty house. Like, my mom had just picked up and moved and wasn't even there. And we drove around, my friend's parents and I drove around for two hours looking for um, my grandma's house. And we were like, now we laugh about it now, which is kind of nice that you can get to that point. Um, my mom really, she would like have a steal and she just, she was just such a bad influence really. And we, I had failed first grade and then I had failed fourth grade and then we'd moved to, back to Ohio and she had started at that point um, doing drugs and drinking with my older sister. And then around 12 or 13, I kind of got sucked into that world and kind of thought that that was the norm. And I just remember being like, this isn't okay. And the abuse started to get really bad again. And she was just really physical and emotionally abusive. And I remember finally standing up for myself. And um, at that point, I moved in with my dad when I was around 13 which was such an awesome thing because my grandparents lived next door. So my grandpa, being grandpa, drug me to church every Wednesday and every Sunday. Even when I didn't want to go, I can remember throwing a fit like, oh, my gosh, it's so boring, and those kids are just too nice, and like, ugh. <laughs> and, and looking back, I'm like, oh, thank gosh, you know? Like, it just makes me think of the things we do with our kids where we're like, they don't want to do it, but they're going to they're gonna be okay. It's, they're going to live. Um, maybe, <laughs> yeah, if we don't kill them first. Um, I went off to college, and it didn't quite work out, and then decided that I was going to be a dental assistant. And that's kind of where eventually Brian, like God brought, brought me to Brian, but I had worked at an office here, and then moved to Virginia, and then moved back. Let's share a little bit about that. Maybe we'll get to that story of how you guys kind of met, but I know we maybe even a little bit prior. So, uh, Brian, maybe lead to some of your relationships prior to Natasha and how it led up to Natasha. Okay. Um, I was married previously before her. Um, married young, like 21. Too young for me, I guess. Um, I had a son, Jack, um, which I have all the time. I had all the time. Um, after he was about six months old, um, she just, I come home from work one day and she's gone. Um, left a note on the table saying, Jack with the babysitters, I'm out, basically. So at that point, I was like, holy crap. You know, I'd never been around kids before. Um, there was only two kids in my family, me and my sister. Um, my sister was only four years younger than me. So never been around babies, never held a baby until I had him. So it was from that point on, it was me and him. Um, thank God we made it through. Uh, going for my parents, my sister, they helped out a ton with that. Um, but like I said, she left, she was gone until he was about three years old, and then she started, she kind of popped back up, and uh, took him a little bit here and there, but nothing, nothing really impressive to me, um, but for a long time, for a long time, I was the uh, president of the He-Man Woman Hater Club, <laughs> um, I wanted absolutely nothing to do with women, um, uh, I was happy with it just being me and Jack, you know, working, uh, playing, doing whatever. And then uh, it was, I don't know what it was, but anyway. It was 2010. Huh? Are you talking about me when you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't know. I've been married for a couple <laughs> years. 
Yeah. When Natasha, I'm going to let you jump a little bit. Share a little bit about how. Get you off the hook here, man. I'm going to share a little bit about how you guys kind of met and how you guys connected together then. Um, well, like I said, I had worked at an office um, in Heath um, at the front desk of a dental office. And one, which I didn't know at the time, a friend he had gone to the career center with worked there too. And I just loved her. And so after, you know, some years of like, am I going to get married ever? Am I going to find the right guy? Am I like, what am I doing? You just want me to be a cat lady for the rest of my life, God? Like, <laughs> What what's going on? Um, I called up my friend. I'm like, I just need you to find somebody for me. Can you just like set me up with somebody? And you're probably going to do a better job than me. So I didn't hear from her for a while. And then basically his mom went into the office where she worked and they started talking about how he basically was still single and she was his mom was hoping that he would find somebody, and my friend was like, oh, well, I have this awesome girl. I don't know that she said awesome, but yeah, probably not. Uh, <laughs> so basically passed on my phone number to Brian. Yeah. you want to tell that story? Yeah, she called me one day out of the blue. My mom obviously gave her my number. I thought, hey, a girl's calling me. <laughs> yeah, she's already married, that one was. Um, but she was telling me about um, Natasha. She's like, I got this, I, I got this friend. Um, I heard you were single. I was telling her, yeah, that's probably going to be the rest of my life. <laughs> and she's like, no, you need to call this girl. I think you guys would be a good match. So I had her number sitting on my counter for a long, for, I don't know, not a long time, I guess a couple weeks, and I finally got the courage to, to call her. And um, we talked on the phone a little bit, or a lot of bit. Is that a word? We a talked for months. Um, he didn't have Facebook, okay? Yeah. Three months. So I couldn't stalk him and see what he even looked like. <laughs> like, it was the weirdest thing. Take that. <laughs> so I was just like, oh, please, Lord, just let him be at least decent looking. <laughs> well, I had kind of a similar view on you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was thinking, oh, supermodel, lots of money. This guy's not going to have to work ever again. Um, yeah. Fail. <laughs> Fail. So you talked for three months, right, and then kind of just connected, and then you met up, kind of, right? Yep. Kind of. Well, yeah, yeah that's I a wouldn't funny tell story him too. where I lived because I was like, I trust you, God, but I don't need a stalker. Yeah. So I, I mean, offered to pick her up, and she said, uh, no, "No, we'll meet." So we met at Jake's. Jake's in Mount Vernon. Jake's, yep. and I actually had braces at the time. I'm like 27 with braces, and all I thought was he's gonna think. I thought she sent her a kid. <laughs> yeah, but. Um, yeah, but, you know, the funny thing before all that, you know, I like how you guys skipped over the part that she stood me up three times, <laughs> um, which was, it was funny. It's funny now, then I was but She mad. had a good reason, right? I mean. I had an awesome reason. <laughs> she did. Okay. okay. Yeah. I, my entire my life car. is driving clunkers, okay? My dad works on cars. So I had a, a car that had electric start, and I'm like, yeah, I got an electric start. I'm living it up. This is awesome. Well, it. It was horrible because it would lock me in the car, like it would malfunction. So on my way to work, I would have to roll the window down before I even got close because once I shut the car off, it would lock and it wouldn't let you use the buttons to get out. So I'd have to crawl out the window. So on the way to his house, one of the times, maybe the two were my fault, but one of the times I got locked in my car at the gas station. And it was horrible. And she calls to... me. I'm locked in my car. I'm not going to make it. I'm like, what? That's a new one. Yeah. Never <laughs> you could have just, just said, no, I'm not coming. But no, you got to. I'm locked inside of my car. That's, a, that's good. That's good. Carry so, a hammer. 
So you finally had your date. And how long have you guys been married now? Seven years. Well, almost seven years. Nice. September nice. something. Good. So yeah, I love right. it. <laughs> <laughs> and we have two kids together. Yes. And then Jack. It's amazing, too, how like God uses people. Because when I'm hearing this, right, you hear that, okay, so God used your mom and then a friend of yours from school be- before that really helped and connect you guys together. And they were willing to kind of go outside their box and even outside their story to help somebody else's story and for you guys to come together, have a marriage of seven years, have two kids, have Jack, have three kids really to get together where you're raising together. And then also even um, your stories have collided as far as even family members, your, your grandpa and, and your dad are the ones that, that took you to church, Natasha, from the very beginning. And even through some different areas in life before, God still used your grandpa to bring some stability and to, to put you into church, let you see people who, who serve God and what that looks like. So I think it's just amazing that God uses all of our stories. And I think the first line is always our family, right? So I want to challenge us as a congregation not to, out, to, to look outside our family, but look to our family first to, to be able to, to pour into them as well. So, but next, let's just jump in a little bit of just some, some spiritual background. Um, so, Natasha, you talked a little bit about your grandparents, but Brian, let's, uh, let's hear a little bit of your spiritual story. Okay. Um, like I said, I never went to church growing up, but when I was 14, um, there was a family friend that went to church, and she asked me to go to a youth um, gathering at her church. So, uh, I agreed. I'll try anything twice. So, um, so I went. And um, the adults were upstairs doing their thing, and then the, the youth would go down into the basement and do their thing. Well, their thing was different. Um, so we're down there, and there's all these kids. They're around my age, maybe a little bit older, and they're talking about all the bad things that they've done and all the bad things that their friends do and how they had some friends and some drugs. And I, I wasn't around drugs when we were growing up. We, there just wasn't any of that kind of stuff, so it kind of took me off guard a little bit. And then they started praying, and we sat in this like, big circle on the ground, like Indian style. I, I can't sit Indian style, so I just you know, kneeled down. And so they're, they're praying, and they're like, oh, God's talking through me, and, and I, it's not even me, it's God. And I've you know, never been around it before. I'm like, well, what? <laughs> you know, I'm like, uh, what are you talking about? And so they're going through, and they're doing their praying, and they're, you know, they're going you know, person to person. And they get to me, and they're praying for other people, not just, you know, not for themselves. They're praying for other people, and, and they're, they're doing all that crazy stuff and throwing their hands around, and they get to me, and I'm like, uh, pass. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, they're like, you, you can't pass. <laughs> I just did. <laughs> I just said it. And they're like, you know, getting on me. I'm like, I'm out. I'm leaving. So I left, and I didn't really leave. I just went out in the parking lot because my ride was upstairs. So, you know, that was my first, I thought it was a cult, you know, I'm like, you hear about that stuff, and I'm like, these people are nuts, you know. <laughs> Listen, as church people, we know, sometimes we do weird things, and I just want to encourage us, let's try to, let's go above and beyond that sometimes, yeah. and not be weird. Yeah. Like, Definitely Jesus wasn't explain weird, right? to somebody <laughs> right. something like that before you throw them in it, but... Yeah. Share a little more, too. So that was your first one. That you was my first thing. one. So then you went to another church again, right? Yeah. When I was older, my, my parents started going to church. Um, and then my mom started pressuring me to go. She's like, you need to go, you need to go. You know, you're a good person, but you need God in your life. And I'm like, if I was God, I wouldn't want people bugging me all the time. <laughs> but so she's pressuring me and pressuring me. Finally, I gave in and I went. And um, so we, we sit through the, through the service and they're they're pastor 
kind of an older guy, and he was really hard to hear. And so at the end, my mom was like, well, I want you to meet our pastor. Like, okay, cool, you know, meet him. So this guy comes down, kind of an intimidating-looking guy, and my mom and my dad and some friends are standing there, and he looks right at me in my eyes and goes, are you a sinner? Uh, my parents are sitting here, dude, don't ask that question. <laughs> it's a good way to get punched in the face. And uh, finally, I'm just like, I didn't know what to say. I'm like, yeah, I am, every day. And so then, you know, he started going on, and, and, and it kind of put a bad taste in my mouth, you know, coming right out and asking somebody that. But in a way, to me, I'm kind of an in-your-face kind of guy, too. And looking back, like, that story's always stuck with me, that, that you know. And even though it kind of put me in a, a negative thought process, I guess, or whatever with that. It's always stuck with me, like, are you a sinner? And uh, even, you know, I never went to church after that, but I always thought about that. And then I met her. Yeah. <laughs> so that was it. So I would go. Um, <laughs> yes, she would go. Every Sunday. I never missed. Like, I always made it a point to go unless I was dying and couldn't go. And so he was like, you want to go do something? I'm like, I got church. And so he kind of, I guess he got annoyed with that. I, like, not, not really annoyed that I went, but like, okay, well, I guess maybe. I'll try it. Yeah. Know, I thought, you I know, never the more asked I thought about it, go, my parents. I didn't want to push it. Yeah, my parents, you know, go on and my dad talking to me about it. My, my, my dad is a big influence on my life, so I kind of listened to what he had to say. So I'm like, hey, you know, you mind if I go to church with you? And uh, so that's when I started going to church with her. He, like, as soon as he went, he's like, I could do this every Sunday. Yeah. And I was just like, was, what? That we went to, it was in Belleville. Um, it's, it's called Storyside Church. Now it was City Church when we first started going. Um, huge church. And, uh, well, it's huge now. Really good people. Uh, the pastor's an amazing guy. But um, and he actually married us. He did marry nice. us. Yeah. He asked us. All right, we asked him. He asked us. Yeah. You guys want to get married? <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, but yeah, I mean, we went there every Sunday, and I say six months. She said it wasn't that long, but it wasn't very long going there. That um, I heard a you know a sermon from him, and he was saying you know it was a, it was a sermon about excuses why you don't go to church, why you don't read your Bible, why your uh, reasons behind everything that you don't do that you should do, and it like hit me in the face, like, hardcore. And I hadn't cried for years. I don't think I cried. I didn't even think I cried when I was a baby. That's how tough I was. And I just, I lost it right there in the middle of service. started bawling, crying, you know. And right then and there, or at the end of that service, I, I gave my life to God right there. Um, I mean, it hit me hard, like a ton of bricks. And that was awesome for me because when I had dated before, it was like, the guys would be like, oh, I'm going to go to church. I got to impress her. And with him, I was like, I'm not asking him. I'm not. Like, he was, I feel so bad for him because he was the nicest guy I'd ever dated. <laughs> and I was the meanest to him because I was over it by that point. And, like, for me not to ask him and not to really push it. And then there it was. It was, like, completely God being like, I got this. You know, just sit back and just do your thing and let me handle this. Yeah. And then part of your journey started there, but... Maybe share a couple of things, too, some of the biggest ways that you saw God use you and even develop you um, through StorySide and even through life change. Well, I didn't, I didn't volunteer at all um, at that church. Um, 
it was overwhelming for me because there were so many people. Um, and there were so many different things that you could do at that church. And I'm not a very good people person when it comes to a large group. I kind of clam up. And um, and if I do get like that, I kind of like I am up here, I get a little, like, I don't know, antsy and start making mouth. jokes and stupid things. <laughs> but so I didn't, I didn't serve. I didn't feel. I, I felt like I needed to. And there was a, I, I, I wanted to and I needed to, but I never did. Yeah. Um, I served because. But, yeah, she did. After we had Tori, it was like I had to. That kid, she was crazy. Um, that's she's six now, but man, she was feisty when she was little. So they called Kicked me out of, out of every service. service. Every yeah, day. So they always put her number up on the screen, and you know, you try to sneak down, and everyone's looking at you. They know that's your kid. So your number flashes. <laughs> so I was like, I just need to be back there, and I just need to be hanging out and whatever, because there's no way we can do this. And um, so I did the nursery for a really long time, like. Three years and then I quit doing that and got into a special needs program that um, an old teacher had started I used to tutor in um, junior high special needs kids and so she started an adult class for special needs and that's where I kind of jumped in I'm like that's my calling like I have two kids at home that are little I do not want to do kids and so I jumped in there and um, it was an amazing program like it was just awesome and then through that and through the church, I stepped out of my box. That insecurity, you know, that look where I came from. I mean, look how I grew up. Look what kind of person, like, I saw myself before all of that. And for me to serve and walk with God and him to change me and be like, no, that's where you were. This is who you are now. And this is who I'm going to make you be. And so teaching, when I thought, I can't teach, I'm not worthy of doing that. And I can't even learn alone teach. <laughs> it's, it's so, he corrects me all the time. I can't spell. I'm a horrible speller. Oh, my God. Oh, and I, I make up words. I'll get <laughs> flustered, and I'll just, we'll be arguing, and just some random word. It doesn't even make sense, and I throw it in there. He's and then just I start like, giggling, and that makes it worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I did, so I did that. And then um, we had a service where a lot of different people from the church that were serving went up on stage, and we had um, someone from One Child Matters there, too. That was our weekend for uh, sponsorship that we did, and, you know, we all kind of went around and shared what we did, and then we did the sponsoring kids at the end, which was awesome. And I just remember meeting um, Curtis, one of the guys that um, pretty much ran all of that for our church, and just being like, I want to go there. I want to sponsor a kid. I want to do this mission trip. Um, really, I just wanted to get involved like as much as I could. So it was a year before our mission trip came, uh, which was hard because you have to come up with a lot of money, and we were like, how That's are we going to do this? To me, it's a lot of money because I'm super cheap. Like I shop at thrift stores. I don't even like to go buy stuff at Walmart. And Walmart's cheap, so. Make our kids get stuff out of Lost and Found and bring it home. <laughs> <laughs> Our Lost and Found is right at the entryway there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so God really used you through serving and then through One Child Matters, which kind of coincides with how you even got here. So maybe share, share a little bit of the story of how you guys came to Life Change and then uh, how that's kind of made an, an impact on you, Brian, as well as Tasha. So. Yeah. I'll start that one. Okay. Okay. So I went on the mission trip, which was exhausting and amazing all at the same time. Like 
the things I could not do here, like I love air conditioning. Oh my gosh. Like I just like to be inside when it's super hot. These hot days the last few weeks have been what it's like there all the time in the Dominican Republic. And it is, it's just exhausting. Like these people are outside living this all the time and they just, it's the norm for them. So of course I was somewhat of a wuss, but um, we went around and we did Bible study with the kids, like a vacation Bible school type thing, and I remember being like, I'm going to teach these kids about God, and I'm just going to do all this stuff, and I had this drive, and I got there, and we're sharing stories, and the kids are looking at me like, yeah, I know that. I know God comes in my heart, and I know, you know, he is our Savior, and like the details and the things these kids knew, I'm like, I'm an adult, and they have more faith and know more about God than me. This is crazy. So I was like, that blows my plan of thinking I'm going to rescue the world, you know? <laughs> and it's, it was amazing because I was like, they taught me. I'm like, I'm not even as motivated. I could do so much. And then we went to a service, um, a church service, and the way they worshipped and the way they believed, and they, they just held nothing back and had no fear, and they were just amazing. Kids, grown-ups, everyone. They were just worshipping, and I remember just just feeling the spirit, and I just broke down. And I remember turning to um, one of the guides that was with us, um, Jonathan, and I remember being like, this is the God I want. Like, not that our American God isn't great, but to live in these conditions and to have nothing and wonder where's our next meal going to come from. And if you're sick, can you get medicine? Like, who's, there's no government that's going to just hand you a card and say, here's food and you know, free health care. There's none of that there. And they were happy, and they believed God was going to help them. They knew he was going to, and they were going to be fine. And I, I just remember being like, I don't want to go home. I could live here. And I have you two had to kids come home. at home. <laughs> <laughs> we took a week off to stay home. And I'm like, I, feel, I, I just felt bad. And then I remember coming back and being like, and, and thinking it, and so afraid to talk to him because I was kind of in this, my own world at that point trying to just process everything and being like, we need a different church. We need to be closer. We need to get involved. Like, our kids need to be involved because at that point we drove an hour and a half to church every day, and they weren't. Every Sunday. Okay, every Sunday. Sorry. <laughs> like, see? You want to argue with this guy? <laughs> and um, so I was processing it, and I was just like, oh, my gosh. And then probably, what, a few weeks because that was October, we went on the trip. And then a few weeks later, he... I just told her, I said, I just feel like we need to go someplace else. Didn't feel connected there, wasn't feeling, you know, just wasn't feeling God anymore. You know, I just felt like it was one of them, well, we went to church today, checked that off the list, you know. That's what it felt like, it didn't feel right. So I told her, I finally, I, you know, I was like, listen, I know we've been going here, you know, ever since I started going to church. But I feel like we need something different. We need something closer, something that feels more, you know, God-like. And she That's was on the we same we were page. like, oh my gosh, God's been saying that to me, but I've just been so afraid. Like, yeah. we're committed. I love our pastor. I love these programs. And then they were going to get me involved in helping run One Child Matters there. And just so much, like, for me and for God to be like, no, you need to leave. I think so. that's the hardest thing when things are going amazing. And God's like, no, you need to walk away. So we did. And what's cool about this, too, so just so you know, like this, the church up in Belleville, Story Site is an amazing church. They're doing amazing things for God. Like, just awesome. the passion that you guys still have for them. 
But the difference was is they weren't connected in there, right? And it's because there's an hour and a half away. It wasn't because of the church. It's because they're an hour and a half away. And I think the thing is with all of us, man, for us to be a family, which is what church is, we've got to stay connected. And it's got to be more than just on a Sunday morning. It's got to be beyond that, too. And I think that they felt that. And I think God will lead you in those directions to where you can find those connections. But you actually have to take that first step to make those connections, which is what you guys did. So you came what up he did. the life change, right? Yep. So. I left it up to him. I said, let's go every other, because I volunteered every other Sunday. I'm like, let's, on the other Sundays, let's just pick churches, babe. Pick some churches. Yeah. So I went down. You can't, I can't even tell you how many churches we passed on the way to Belleville every Sunday. Um, and then... <laughs> and one was this one. And one was this one. Every Sunday. Every Sunday. And... So we had a couple of churches in mind that we were going to try, and this was one of them. And uh, people ask me why we stopped at this one, or why we came here. And your guy out here, the people that you know wave, well, they were pretty hardcore, you know. <laughs> they would run out in the road, you know, <laughs> and try to get you in here. So you, I, there must have been some kind of an incentive or something, <laughs> like a bonus. And I was tired of swerving around them all the time. Finally, I'm like, all right, dude, I'll stop. Stop, I'm coming. So we came in, and uh, it was just the first time it was just me and the kids. And uh, as soon as we walked in the door, I mean, we were, we were greeted. People knew, hey, these guys are, are new, you know. And uh, Julie Foster talked to us and just made me feel right at home. And uh, just everybody talked to you and acted like they knew you forever, even though you didn't have a clue you could have been a serial killer, you know. <laughs> and... I'm like, man, these people are, these are good people, you know? And <laughs> I never tried another church. He did. <laughs> I was it. like, seriously, this is where, this is where God's like, I know your weaknesses, Tasha, and this guy is definitely going to have to be that one that helps you because he can walk in faith way better than me. I'm like a fix it and doer and all that. And he is like, no, just listen for God. And I'm like, no, no, I heard him. And this is what I'm doing now. And so he was like, this is it. This is the church. I'm like, you went to one, babe. <laughs> one. 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 You church. can't just, like, what is that? Like, that's like eating macaroni for the rest of your life. Like, who just goes and picks one and then that's it. I'm settled. Yeah. So. What's crazy about God's confirmation in it, though, too, we'll go uh, quickly, but so the whole one child matters things was working in her heart, but what was happening behind the scenes here too was something neat too, because we've been talking through one child matters for a couple of years, just getting ready to the point where hey, we can partner up and do that. But maybe share a little bit of how you kind of confirm that okay, oh, life yeah. changes it. Yeah. So it was still eating at me, and I'm like, every other Sunday, still going to story side, and like, oh, it's so hard to walk away. It's so hard to walk away, and it was just, oh, it I just was, walked it was away. Me. It wasn't that hard. <laughs> no. He's so simple. And so I remember talking to Curtis from One Child Matters, and we were like, you know, I said, I want to do more. And I don't know if it's, you know, I, obviously it's not going to be story side because we're here. So I just, I got to figure out, like, maybe just go to some random churches, like, just really promote this. And so we sat down and we were talking about, like, what I liked about the trip, what I didn't. And, and I said, I just, I need to get in somewhere and do this and I said you know Brian and I started going to a new church and he's like oh what church and and I said oh you know life change and he's like life change oh is the pastor Curtis or Corbin and I was like what (laughs) and and I was like yeah yeah because that's kind of a name you 
nobody has is Corbin. So it was one of those, yeah, first of all, oh, yeah. So he's like, I've already been talking to him. I talked to him a couple years ago, and that wasn't the timing yet, but he's shown interest in that. And it was like, bam. And all I thought was like, okay, God, just quit. Like, I get it, okay? And then I just started, you know, like I said, I'd never served in in church before. I came here and felt like, I can do this here, you know? These are good people. I can hang out with these guys, and and now I just I do whatever Julie Foster tells me to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love you, Julie. If you're in here, I don't know. Julie's our first impressions coordinator and runs everything that you see that you walk in. So, and she's loving, but she makes sure that you stay on point, which is awesome. She as is well. awesome. But before we close, let me give you just one thing. Just say, hey, what can we do? What would you challenge others to do? as far as even through their story to apply to their lives, to, to allow their story to go beyond themselves? Like, what have you jumped in and what have you done? Well, serving for one, you know, God God wants us to serve church and church, serve Him, help out. Um, so, you know, if you're not serving, you know, at least try it. There's, there's all kinds of things here that you can do um, and help out. Um, and more than, these guys are more than willing to, to, to bring you on board. Um, and then another is, is to just trust God when He's telling you to do something. Um, there are so many things that you question yourself about, um, and and you, you just just don't question it. You know, if you feel it's right, you feel that God's telling you to do it, just do it. Um, like life groups here at Life Change, mm-hmm. you know, there I'm in the uh, men's group every. Well, it's not going on right now, but on Saturdays. Huge impact on my life. Never thought I would do anything like that in my life. It just, you know, but the guys in in the life in the in the life group for the men's group, Daryl Beckett and uh, and Chris, Kevin, all them guys, just amazing guys. Um, you can just pour your heart out to them. They won't judge you. Um, and and when you think you got something that nobody else has been through, they're like, Oh yeah, dude, I know what you're talking about. And and just so supportive. So you know, follow through with stuff like that. And then another big thing is, like, next weekend when the, the what's it called? Sponsorship. Yeah, the sponsorship thing. Um, when, they, when, one, when One Child Matters comes and you can sponsor a child, um, if you can't do it, don't do it. Um, but if you can, do it and, and commit to it. Um, because it's, it's a huge deal to those kids. Um, they're they're legit. They're not just taking your money, you know. They're giving, keeping thirty dollars and giving five. You know, they're they're giving it all. They're, it's it's really helping those kids. So, if you do do it, um, I just just commit to it and stick with it and, and continue to pay it. You know, it's it really does make a huge difference. Yeah, I think mine too is is the serve, the serve, serve one yeah. definitely. There's. There's a lot of help needed in, in the kids back there. It, um, it's hard working with kids sometimes. And I know I said before, at my last church, I, I did a different program because I was like, ah, oh, I'm sick of kids. Well, one weekend a month, you know, that's enough, especially if you're sick of your own kids, you <laughs> probably can feel the people that are back there all the time. So, um, so just that, that's really big. And like he said, too, you know, if God's calling you to do it, you need to do it. I feel like there are so many opportunities I missed from God because, you know, we might not have ended up here if we weren't, like, 
you know, God's calling us to leave the church or God call, God's calling you to do something that looks extremely scary. Like, I can fail at that. I'm not good at that. I mean, there's so many things that we need to do as far as that goes. And then, um, sorry. How much time we got? Um, Negative two minutes. Negative two. Oh, we're so bad at that. <laughs> okay. okay. This is the last service you guys are. <laughs> hey, there's no other service coming. Yeah. Got like till, you're going to be here until tomorrow. I'm trying to go to bed by 10, 30. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. I, I think that was weird. <laughs> so listen, we do want to pray with you. So um, we want to definitely want to pray for you. And you're talking about how God has kind of moved you outside your box in some area. So I want to uh, just share a little bit our have you share a little bit of what we can, as a church family, again, we're in this together, what we can be praying for you as well. And I think one thing, too, that I love is just that this, the picture of, of this, right? This is completely outside of your boundaries. This is outside of your box. And this is the, the picture of the Dominican Republic and Natasha's group that's there in the, in the center there. And I think this is actually the center where we're going to be um, sponsoring kids. Yep. So some of those kids in the pictures might not even have sponsors. I don't know how many more are there. So... So this is a cool real-life picture of how they can go beyond ourselves. But, but while I want to pray with you, uh, even where your stories are going now, because I know there's some cool things happening in your guys' lives. So maybe share a little bit about how we can be praying for you specifically. Um, well, we are in the middle of a, another custody battle with my son. Um, and that's been an ongoing, you know, 13 years of fighting. Um, and... Uh, we just want the best for Jack. You know, we don't want the uh, non-God side and the craziness side. We want the best for him. Um, and we feel that being with us is the best. And um, so that and um, starting a business, I'm starting a business. So trying to get that rolling. Um, I really want that to take off. Um, and I am going to start homeschooling the kids this year. So that waiting for the youngest to go to kindergarten so I can have freedom isn't quite where we're being called. So I don't know right. if I'm crazy or if God yep. just trusts me more than I trust myself. <laughs> but um, we're going to start doing that. And, and I think us serving and us being involved in the church and us growing as far as Christians because if we weren't serving, he wouldn't have never stepped out of his box. Like he prays with me at night. I mean, there are things he does that he never did before because of that small group. Yeah, I didn't even, well, before I even started going to church, I didn't even know you were supposed to pray over your food. I thought people were just talking to him. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, you know, yeah it's, so. A, it's, a, it's a culture shock to you when you're not used to it. But yeah. now we pray a lot, all the time. Well, let's pray for you now. So if you would, at your seat, maybe extend your hand out. and uh, Let's pray for Brian and Natasha. Dearly Father God, we just thank you right now for... For Brian and Natasha and Neely, God, we just thank you for their life. We thank you for the things that you've already done through them, in them, and God, allowed their story to go beyond themselves through, through the different uh, things that they're involved in, God. But we know it's just a start, God, and you're going to do so much more, and we pray that you go before them. And in every situation, God, we pray for, for the custody um, situation, God, we pray that you go before that. pray that you go with all the stories and any paperwork, God, that you are already a part of it, making things happen and rolling, God. And we pray that you give them favor in every step along the way. God, we pray that you'll be with them, God, as, as Brian starts a new career and as starts a new business, God, we pray that you put the right people in his path, God. We pray that the, they'll put the, the right customers in his path, the, the right opportunities, the right suppliers and everything in his right path, but not only to, to succeed and, and to profit, but God, also 
to allow him to, to speak your life and your truth into those people that he comes across, God. And God, we pray for Natasha and the family. God, we pray for them as they, they go into to homeschooling. God, we pray that you'll give her patience. We pray that you'll give her guidance, comfort through it all, God, and you just help her to, to take them to the next level educationally, God. We just thank you right now for their heart and everything they do, God. And we love you, and in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Let's give the Neelys just a round of applause for their incredible story. Just incredible. I love the Neely story. I love just hearing these stories because it really gets me just fired up. And I know they gave us some application points. So before you go, I just want to give you just three quick things that you can write down real fast. So really to apply this to our lives so that our stories can go beyond ourselves. And you heard them saying, right? Number one, what we need to do is we need to serve God. In our lives, we need to serve God. For our story to go beyond ourselves. we have to be faithful and obedient to what God is calling us to. And then we need to serve others. We need to serve others around us. And I would say this, in the church family, right? This is our home. This is our house. So we, what do we do? We serve our house first. I know for my kids, before I let them go outside, do anything, after dinner, I make them put the dishes back in the sink or in the dishwasher, right? Because we serve our house first. And the same thing is with us as a church. We need to serve internally in our house each other first. And then even go beyond that, which we have opportunities to serve on our serve team. We have opportunities to serve out beyond these walls as well in our, our community meal the last Saturday of each month from 4 to 6 p.m. at Flory Park. So there's opportunities, but we have to walk and we have to take that step. And then number three is we have to follow through. We have to follow through. Listen, to do to others what we want them done to us means that we actually have to follow through on what we say we're going to do. We have to follow through on the promises that we make. Like we don't want to be where, where we're stood up because they're locked in a car, right? We don't want to get that. That's not something we really want to feel. So we need to follow through in our lives as well. So I just want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to serve God, to serve others, and to follow through on that today. If you would, you can pull out the response card and the seat back in front of you. And maybe you're here today as we close. Maybe you're here today and you hear this story, and you hear this story about their growth and their spiritual life. Maybe you haven't taken that first step. And maybe you haven't taken that first step to get you into that place of growth in your spiritual life, which is making a commitment to follow through. Listen, the truth is, our story begins by making a commitment to Jesus. God gave His Son for each and every one of us. Although it was awkward for that pastor to come up to Brian and say that you are a sinner, or ask him straight up if he's a sinner, the truth is we all are sinners. We all fall short. We all have no way to get to God without the power of Jesus Christ. Jesus lived a perfect life because none of us could. Then died on a cross to pay the penalty that we deserve. But he was risen again to give us new life. So listen, if you're here today and you've never made that commitment, I want to challenge you. I want to give you that opportunity on that response card. That first box says, I want to make a commitment to follow Christ. If that's you, check mark that box. Maybe here today, maybe God's asking you to, to do something else. Maybe God's asking you to serve him in a way that you never served him. Maybe he's asking you to serve others. Maybe he's asking you to follow through in something in your life. Listen. Do that. Write that down and live that out. If you have a prayer request, we'd love to partner with you in prayer as well. If you would take this moment to fill out that response card, and we take this serious. This is a way for us to connect with you. So what we do is for every response card turn in, we donate a dollar back to the food pantry. So I want to challenge you to fill that out. If you've been here before, just write your name down and write what we can be partnering with you. If you're a first-time guest, we ask that you fill it out completely. But if you would, take this moment to fill that out and get any ties or offering ready. And I'll be up in just a moment to explain the next steps. Thank you for listening to the Life Change Church Podcast. 
If you were here today and you were listening and you made a decision to follow Christ, we would love to hear about it. Or maybe you're here and you're listening and that God is asking you to make the next step with whatever that it is in your life. We would love to hear about it and partner up with you. If you would, go to www.mylifechangechurch.com and under the media section, please fill out the contact us information and let us know if you made a decision to follow Christ. Let us know what God is asking of you. And if you need prayer, we would love to partner up with you in prayer as well. We hope that you enjoyed the podcast and that it both encouraged and challenged you. Have a great week.